moms can come in every shape and form, and sometimes their children happen to have fur and wagging tails. This is a podcast for those who love the four-legged friends that they rescued because they got rescued right back. Each week, we bring on a dog mom or two to talk about their dogs and how they changed their lives. This is Rescue Dog Moms, a parenting podcast. I'm Yamini, and this is Boss. Hello, dog moms and dog dads. Welcome back to the Rescue Dog Moms podcast. Today, we have an episode all about photography and the best pet pictures you can get here in Toronto. I have Danica Oliva, who is a Toronto-based pet photographer, wedding photographer, but obviously for this focus, like she's done the best photos of Boss. They're all over our house, all over the internet, on my LinkedIn profile, because I'm crazy like that. We chat through some awesome topics, some photography tips, some tips for people wanting to become photographers, for booking sessions, and then, you know, Moira, her dog, who is an adorable corgi rescue. So definitely was an amazing conversation to have. Thanks, Danica, for joining and hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hi, Danica. Welcome to Rescue Dog Moms. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on here. You were one of those guests. I always was like, I need to get Danica on here because when we had our shoot together, I just was blown away by not only the photos, but we also had so much fun together. I even remember Dan's like creeping behind me somewhere, but he was like not looking forward to it. And then he was like, that was really fun, actually. Good. I know. I'm so glad you guys had fun. And like little boss, he's just, he was great. He was so easy peasy to to work with. And we had the fall colors. It was a good time. It really was. And those photos go so far for us. We did Christmas last year. We'll probably do Christmas again. So always down. So Miss Dog Bomb, tell me a little bit about your baby. Yeah, Moira, we've had her for about two years now she like knows I'm saying her name yeah she's a corgi mix we don't know what she's mixed with she looks like a little rottweiler stubby corgi and she's great and she's about three and a half we think and she's a rescue she's awesome you know we got really lucky I find with rescues you just you don't know what you're gonna get handed and thankfully I knew a little bit about her like she was a bit of a street dog in Texas and yeah in terms of like work with her like she really wants to please people like she's a real people dog so we've really just had a great experience with her and she has a little you know doggy friends and doggy walker I want more of just like her I'm like where can I find more of you <laughs> I know when you get a good dog you are just kind of like adding another dog to this mix might be Heart. I know, I know. Cause and you get into your routines and it's like, I know we've we've fostered dogs in the past too. And it's just it's not the same. And you really do appreciate how great they are too. But yeah, yeah it's different than your own chill, awesome dog that you picked for a reason, right? Yeah. I, I hope so. I know we actually the story that we ended up getting her was I saw a photo of her. She was being fostered. I saw a photo of her on a streetcar. And at that time we were living in downtown Toronto and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like on a streetcar. She must be really chill or at least like able to deal with high stress. And I didn't, I wasn't seeking out a Corgi or anything like that. Cause I know they're very like a desirable dog. I just, her size itself and her weight was perfect. And it kind of worked out. And then I was doing photos for, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, for the rescue. And they're like, we're going to bring her if you want to meet her. And it was just love at first sight. So it's a fun story, but meant to be, right? (laughs) That's actually so cute. Do you know anything about her background or her story in Texas? So not a whole lot. Like they didn't give us too much information, um, but I ended up, I mean, in a roundabout way, finding out the veterinarian that ended up fixing her down there, which I thought she was fixed up in Toronto because she was still like healing and that. So I was like, oh, okay. So anyways, I was digging for more information about her, ended up connecting with someone down in Texas, the rescue she was connected with. They're like, oh no, she had her surgery here. And then she was kind of shipped up to to Toronto. And I asked, I'm like, do you know anything about her? And all they said was she was kind of found with like 
a group of younger dogs and all she said was like she was a stray dog so that's kind it's it sucks but that's kind of all we know and then and then she was with her foster mom I think for two or three weeks we kind of <laughs> again like found her so quickly and yeah really really thankful that's amazing I mean yeah it goes with the territory you know we'd love to have amazing backstories about our dogs but there's only a select few that get that kind of information yeah and I mean just like myself as such a rescue lover like I did have a lot of things in mind on like I was very well aware of like what we wanted and what we needed and size and things like that and I waited and I was patient and it kind of all paid off in the end because again she's just a perfect fit for us but I know too just sometimes it just doesn't happen for people right yeah tell me a little bit about Moira's personality Moira she's one of those dogs, again, a people dog. So she loves people, always will sit for a pet, but she's chill when we're chill. And she's like excited when we're excited and out and about, which is good. And you know what? Recently in the past year, I've learned how independent she is, which she always kind of has been. But we recently moved to like a bigger house and out of an apartment. So you, you kind of gauge like where she goes and where she wanders. And a lot of the time I have to like look for her like a cat. Like I'm like, where is she? And she'll just be like sleeping and lying. But she just likes her alone time. But mind you, again, she's a people person. So if there's something going on, she's got to be there and she's got to like get pets from everyone. Anytime we have anyone over, she's like, you're my favorite person. I need all your attention. In terms of like personality, I mean, every, every person says their dog is super chill and like they love them, but really like, yeah, she'll just hang out. And it's great that I can like leave her alone. Like we've thankfully enough, we got her before COVID. So in terms of like separation anxiety, we didn't have to really go through that, which was great. And even just like when we leave to go to groceries or things like that like we come home and she's just like sleeping on the couch and doesn't care that we're we're home and we're not home so very lucky that's amazing I know a lot of people strive for that so I always say like an independent dog yes sometimes I also have the desire I'm just like I wish you were obsessed with me like all the time but at the end of the day an independent dog is a happy dog it just makes having a life outside of your dog a lot easier (laughs) Totally. I know. And it's, yeah, again, you're like, oh, do you really love me? Like, do you really like hanging out? And they do. But again, yeah, it's like, okay, this is like a really good thing. So I'm going to just stop bugging her. <laughs> I know. Don't make her change because you'll regret. That's what's happened with boss. He was so independent at first. And now he's a little whiny baby. And oh I'm like, uh oh, so baby, not the best. <laughs> well, and he's so little. So it's just so easy to just be like, come here really quick, right? I know it's yeah, the little dogs too. They could go either way. Let's get into you and your career as a well, I know you're a photographer in general. And then obviously, you started getting into pet photography. So how did you start? I'll give you the short version. But yeah, photo was always in my realm. I went to film school, video, all that good stuff. And I think realized I wanted to be my own boss. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this up and running. And I took a part time dog walking job, which was great. Had a great boss. And yeah, just again, getting back into like the pet industry. Like I grew up with dogs, but you know, it was kind of just one of those flexible jobs where I'm like, okay, I can do this and, you know, take on photo things at the same time. So it worked out really well. And then I was like, Hey, I should take my camera out and practice like dogs who are just such impartial subjects hard to photograph. And if I can really master that, like maybe I would enjoy it. And, you know, just again, trial and error, seeing if you really like it or not. And then yeah, in time I went full-time photography. You know, I consider myself like a wedding and pet photographer now. Pets was always there. You know, I always took on the odd gig. And again, it was one of those blessings where people were like, Hey, like I'll pay you to take a photo of my dog. I'm like, okay, is that a thing? I I guess so. Sure. I'll show up. And then it really wasn't until the summer, like last, I would even say like last summer, it was like the COVID summer, everyone was getting a dog. And for me, pet photography was there. Like I was promoting like, oh, I'll take photos of your dog. But it wasn't until last summer where things like skyrocketed for me. And again, I'm so thankful. But yeah, it got really busy. And I ended up adding on like a little video element, which to every photo session. And that too was kind of like something I knew from my background as a film student. I'm like, that's really easy for me to do. But I don't know if people will 
want that or if they care to have something like that you know to my surprise everyone was like oh my gosh that's what makes you different and it's so fun and it made me cry and and yourself included it's just like really rounds out a session and yeah and I guess from there it's just been full force pet photography that's awesome I feel too like the video sessions are just you know your dog and movement is just a different thing like boss I feel like photographs so many different ways and he looks like a different dog sometimes (laughs) And when I see him move, I'm like, oh, there he is. There's my there, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always like pride myself. I'm like, it's their personality I want to capture. Like, I don't want to yeah. like put them in positions they don't know of. Like, if, if they don't know how to lie down, we're certainly not going to teach them how to do it during a session. Right. So it's like really, oh, yeah. Yeah. Emulating what they already know and, you know, giving them a good experience. That's like my number one. I'm, I never want any dog to like feel stressed out or things like that. And, and I do that with movement. Right. I'm always moving them around and we never just have to like sit in one spot. Because I mean, anyone, dogs included, like that can get really kind of nerve wracking. And, you know, I'm a stranger to to their to your little circle. So, yeah, there's lots to consider, which, of course, you don't know right off the bat when you go into this. And yeah, thankfully enough, like I've had the best clients and, you know, everyone's been really patient. And yeah, your, your patience is definitely tested with pet photography. And I've learned to just give things time and let them, you know, get comfortable. And yeah, it all comes with the territory, right? Oh, definitely. Being thick, whether it's, I guess, dog ownership or pet photography, patience is a big part of it. Yeah, right. Because I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's like they're their own self as well, as much as we want to like, you know, round them out and make them perfect for our lives. It's like, well, we got to fit into theirs too, right? Yeah, definitely. And they don't know what a camera is. They don't know what they're doing. Like everything we do with our dogs, they're literally just being plopped out of their world and just coming along for the ride. So sometimes you got to be patient because they might just be like, excuse me, I thought I was going to be lying down on the couch all day. Now I'm posing. I don't understand. I know you put it perfect. Yeah. They don't know they're in a photo session. They don't know that. So if you've ever had a session with me, you'll know, even like halfway through, I'm always just like talking to my dogs being like, I know we're asking a lot of you. Like, I know this is a lot. Yeah. So you just kind of like go with the flow and if they're done after 10 minutes, then you're going to walk around and you're going to do other things that maybe don't involve them and, you know, and hope that you can get photos that way. But yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see if maybe you had some like fun stories from your pet shooting, crazy shoots where you had to really be dynamic and flexible. (laughs) I'm like, where do I, where do I start? Yeah. Um, This past summer I hosted just a session kind of day for myself. I was doing some little promo things. And again, I don't want to like name anyone's name because like everyone's a great dog parent. (laughs) It's not our fault. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, anytime, which of course it's always up to the comfort levels of my clients, but you know, having a leash and harness is required for all sessions or collar, just some way of obviously having your dog on a leash, but there are moments where I'd love to get them off leash. If, you know, of course we're in a controlled environment and, you know, I do this thing too, where I'm like, I get them to run back and forth to mom and dad or me and and their parent. And it works really well. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just, there's like a squirrel or something. And sure enough, at this session, it was like, there they go. And it wasn't even like they ran, you know, quickly away and came back. They like went to the other side of the park. (laughs) And I'm like, you feel bad because you're just like, oh my gosh, like, of course you don't want anything to happen or like heaven forbid, you know, they run into the street, something like that. So of course you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like the worst person, like safety's number one for me. Like, how could I let this happen? And then, yeah, sure enough, like the parents like running to get them. And, you know, I'm like half embarrassed, but at the same time I'm like okay they know their dog like everything was fine but yeah we've done a few of those where they're just like so excited because again they don't know they're in a photo session and off they go which again is like one scary but two I like to find these locations too where it is kind of safe to do that you know if they were to run yeah they can't go far or there like is a fence like that stops them from roads stuff like that which is of course very important but yeah no I've definitely have those sessions and thankfully enough I've never run into like you know I've never had a dog bite me or anything like that and then of course like rescues and that it's kind 
kind of, you know, that's a whole different kind of session. But yeah, that's probably the funniest one. It's just like people running. I feel so bad after their dogs. And it's like, you reassure them. They're like, it's okay. Like they'll come back. And then it's tough because they're just so stressed out. And I'm like, it's okay. They're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And you're just like, no, it's okay. I know. Right. I'm like, no, I'm a dog person. You're totally fine. Oh, and the recently, my recent story is I've had a dog. We were just chatting with the parents and I'm like, always petting your dogs. Like as we're chatting, I just want them to know they're safe. And he was sitting on my foot and my foot started to feel warm. And I'm like, oh no, did he really just pee on me? (laughs) I never had a dog pee on me before and literally just peed all over my shoe. It was totally fine. But of course the parents just feel so bad, right? They're like, oh my gosh, like he's never done that before. And I'm like, it's totally fine. It's just a shoe. I'll wash it. But again, one of those situations where it's like, Oh man, what do you do? Do you change your shoe? Do you just keep going? He's marked his territory. I don't know. But I was yeah. gonna say you made him feel really comfortable. He just was like, I oh, guess I'm so. so relaxed right now that I can just let it go. I know, I know. It's like so yeah, I just continue. I was like, it's okay, it's fine. I have a dog, pee, poop. We do yeah, part of the territory. That is so funny. I think, yeah, when we last shot with Boss, we were still working on his recall, which has gotten better are now but recently he's gotten into the chasing squirrels game it's tough like that hunting like instinct our dog moira too it's awful and recently too i've gotten one of those like long leashes like long leads and that's great because it's like you know if she's gonna like yank out of my arm anyways at least she can like run a little (laughs) yeah no we've been practicing and then yeah the other day it's just like oh squirrel because he's never cared he didn't really have a prey drive before so it's been kind of new interesting like i wonder if he gets that from like watching other dogs or if he just naturally has gotten it i think he is a huge imitator for Mm. sure so i do think that's a big thing whereas like i don't know because moira i don't are corgis like do they do they like catch rats or whatever is that like their thing so I always say like the queen's yeah. dog, right? So right. She like brings all her corgis hunting. So yeah, they get like muscle yes. like yes. squirrels, right. mice, whatever. Or they're really good like on the farms because they're small, right? So they can get all the like little critters. But yeah, so they have a hunting drive and it's like since she's a mix, I was hoping maybe she wouldn't like full force have it, but it's there. <laughs> you can never fight the breed. It is just... <laughs> Yeah, who they are deep the inside the yeah yeah they're a dog at the end of the day right like that's what's and she has caught a squirrel and a chipmunk before oh full-on has killed chipmunk yeah we were at the cottage she caught it and it's like she has it in her mouth and she's doing the thing where like she's like tearing through it basically because that's what dogs do and i'm looking at her and i'm like what do i do exactly like can i get mad at her not really because that's you know what she's meant to do so i just kind of stood there and i messaged my partner james i'm like you just just go down there and just get rid of the thing and we're not going to look at her talk to her (laughs) because it's like okay yeah you get mad at her but like that's not going to stop her her drive like no so yeah yeah she's caught a squirrel and then a squirrel in our park again so we live across from a park had her off leash we were doing the ball she's really great sure enough a squirrel comes in and i don't think the squirrels just used to dogs chasing them caught the squirrel it was able to get away but yeah i became like crazy dog mom i'm like screaming at her (laughs) oh my god i've had a few stories on this podcast of successful hunts oh and no. every time I'm just like oh that is like I feel like one of those things just gonna tell people who are gonna own dogs it's like practice drop it and uh hope that they listen because that's like the best thing they're ever gonna pick up it's something they hunted and killed themselves like yeah yeah, I, yeah and exactly when she killed that chipmunk she was like so excited like her tail was going she's like yay mom look what I did and I'm like oh my god I just can't react (laughs) (laughs) it's literally they're like mom I did the best thing I deserve an A plus and meanwhile you're just like mortified they must be so confused (laughs) yeah exactly right you're just like oh my gosh I can't scream at you like yeah again this is like what you're born to do so it happens my god really does 
Um, I wanted to also talk about, you mentioned a little bit about your shoots with Rescue. I'd love to hear your relationship with Rescue. I know you fostered, you obviously adopted Moira. How did you start getting involved in Rescue? Worked for a Rescue that I don't work for anymore. And that's where we ended up getting Moira from. So very, you know, happy and grateful that that happened for us. But um, yeah, for many reasons, don't associate with them anymore. But they were, were someone who reached out and were like, hey, we're looking for photographers. Mm. And at that time, I was like starting, I was dog walking. I was like very much in the community. And then, yeah, so they had fundraising events things like that, where it was very much 10 minutes with your dog, you get like free photos at the end of it for your donation. And that was kind of like my first series of events that I did. I ended up finding it was just, again, many reasons I don't work with that particular rescue. I would be working for like six to seven hours on my feet doing this, of course, like kindness of my heart, but it was tough and it was long days. That's a long day. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I didn't realize like, that's a lot of time to give and, and just like the quality quality of work and things like that. And obviously now I'm like up and running full time. So like I give as much as I can in terms of timing, but again, for many reasons, it was like, oh man, I'm, I feel like I'm being worked really hard and it, it's so rewarding to do something like that. But of course it's like, okay, remember this is volunteer, like, you know, make it benefit for both of us. So did a bunch of those types of events and then thankfully found Fetch and Release, which was such a blessing. I was so happy because I think, I think too, just like any time of volunteering, which you probably know, there's definitely eps and flows where you're like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? And then there's other days where you're like, this is so rewarding. I'm so glad I get to do that. And thankfully enough, since, I, since I've been with Fetch, like it's it's been all positive for me and I'm just, yeah, so happy to be here. So I guess that's kind of how it started. And now it's a beautiful way of like really directly helping, which feels really good in this coming season, which I'm sure they'll let out soon or whenever this podcast podcast comes out, we'll be doing like holiday, you know, a donation day. And we'll be doing those types of like photo days, bring your dog, which are great, but I love working with the fosters the most. So yeah, giving fosters. Yeah. Like some time, some photos and recently adding in that video element, doing the whole Instagram and the TikTok and the reels and all that good stuff. And I think too, that helps us actually foster a dog as well. Cause I was meeting so many foster parents and fosters and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we could do this. Moira loves dogs. So we had a foster dog in March. Her name was Ellie Bay. Her name is now Frankie. Um, <laughs> and we had her for about six weeks, which is really great. I think in terms of finding their forever home. And I think just the advantage of me being able to take photos of her and being on Instagram and doing the videos and everything really helped. And then, yeah, speaking with her now, mom, she's like, oh, I saw the video and like, I fell in love. I'm like, okay, yay. Like it works. It really does. Right. To have that direct, like, Hey, I saw this exact thing you created. And that's the thing that gave this dog their chance. When she picked her up, I was like crying. I was like, just so happy. Like, I'm like, yay. Like, I'm so glad like this type of work and movement can really like, I can literally see it working as I'm like letting the dog out my door. So yeah, so that's what I really enjoy doing now, which is I think mainly what we're kind of up to nowadays with photos and fetch. Um, and the team's really great. Shout out to Tori. She's I was gonna coordinator. say, <laughs> I literally was like waiting to say shout out to Tori because Tori is amazing. And she's the best. yeah, yeah, she's the best. She's always like available if you need her. Mind you, she's, <laughs> she's like, it's a lot. I'm like, I know, but you're just so good at it. But yeah, so yeah, working with her has been great. And in too like great when you have a coordinator who's just very respectful of your time and she's like you know I'm not going to give you stuff you don't want or you can't do or if it's too much and you know I'm like this is why I take photos so please give me everything but yeah so that's been the best part is meeting the foster parents meeting the fosters and two I guess like giving my own take on like what these dogs are like like hey I met Betty today she's really great she posed for her photo and she was friendly or whatever being able to like use my platform to help too great that is all so important. It is really a big effect that you have and our other photography volunteers have because I mean I know that before I even thought about adopting a dog like how I learned about rescues was just through Instagram and through following them seeing these dogs sharing them with my friends 
sense. And even now that I'm not even actively looking, I just am obsessed. <laughs> and a good photo and a good video just like does miles for our adoptables, especially those that are a little bit harder to crack and harder to like understand their personalities. That's where your videos like really play a big part because then you can see beyond, you know, the description, the hardships have endured, the training they need. Those parts are hard to digest for a lot of like potential adopters who might just have an idea of what a dog should be. And then you see the video, you're like, no, this is like a dog, literally a happy dog who's just loving life. Yeah, I know. And there's, and there's definitely elements too, like you said, it's just like showcasing them and how great they are. And I think I always try and get like my foster parents in the video or just a person in the video, because one, you can see the scale of the dog. I, I find the photos, some photos are really great, but you can't tell how big they are. And I think that's a big factor for families or people. I know because that's what for us living in a small apartment, when we got Moira, I was like, I can't have a big dog, but like, whatever, this is my, this is my scale. Um, so always having yeah, a person, even just like standing next to the dog one, that's really great. And then two, yeah, like you said, that video part of like interaction, that's a huge thing. People, I think too, just have a lot of fear. Like, oh, are they, if they're a little aggressive, does that mean like, you know, if I go to pet them, they'll, you know, bite me and things like that. So the video is a great way to showcase, like, again, they're just a dog. And like, if you are positive and happy, you know, most, mostly that will be received from the dog too. And I'd like to do what I can. And I'm like, here's a video. Like when we first started, I'm like, if you guys want to post it, like, here's how to post it. It's really great. And you can see that movement. You can even see how they move too, which is kind of nice. Like, oh, they love to run. They love to do this. And thankfully enough, they've come back being like, Hey, bring more of those. I'm like, okay, yay. It worked. Like, oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so rewarding. Like that's amazing. And yeah. And you know, again, obviously your platform is helpful and we're really even in with our fosters, just really trying to be like, get on social media. Like this yeah. is how people fall in love is through updates and videos and interactions like power of it is very strong. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, the power of social media is insane. Like, again, I'm someone too. I found our dog sitting on a streetcar through her Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this dog for adoption? Like up for adoption? And sure enough, right? So yeah, the power of social media is awesome. And like you said, too, just even like posting stories of like, here, they're sleeping or here, they're eating their food. Literally, you don't think it's a big deal because you're like, oh, they're just living their lives. But it's great because again, you're showing like this calm demeanor or them inside and how they are. And these little things will add up to people who are looking. Yeah, definitely agree. What can maybe other potential photographers, maybe they're beginners like you were at one point, what can they do to help rescues or shelters? I love this question because I I mean, speaking with Tori too, it's like we could never have enough. And I think just putting yourself out there. I know for me, when I first started I went to like the Toronto Humane Society because that was the only thing I knew. I'm like, I don't know where to go to do something like this or to help. And that was a great starting point. And thankfully too, like they're so beautifully stacked with an amazing staff and volunteers. Um, but they were like, here's a few rescues that might need your help. And that's a great way to start. And I think I always say, reach out, see if there's a coordinator of some kind, you know, whether even if it's just a volunteer coordinator and just tell them what you can do and just give them like three or four photos. Be like, here, this is a, something I do, something I like to do. And that's how I want to help. Again, I find the most rewarding thing is the foster programs at these rescues, especially with Fetch. And again, meeting those people directly. That's where I find the most fulfillment is literally helping that dog get adopted. And I think just trying new things, see, you know, if maybe going to an event really helps you with them or even just volunteering in a different mass and then getting into photos. So many like volunteer opportunities within rescues and then even just meeting the dogs. Like you're going to fall in love and you're going to love that. I know there's a friend of mine. She works with uh, Save Our Scruff in Hamilton. Her photos are amazing and she does the transfers. So when they actually yeah. arrive in Toronto and so she gets to document that whole day and that whole process. It's a long one and it's she's like this is I love this the most because I literally get to see them you know so scared and so just I don't know defeated and it's like they're meeting new people and they're meeting their fosters and it's again just so fulfilling so there's so many different circumstances where documentation and documenting what these rescues are really doing is so important yeah agreed like even if you know you just have like a good iPhone even coming to an intake and being like 
hey, I can help right. with the intake and I can like document how it's going and like share photos, take videos. If you're good at TikTok or like all these other mediums, like these are all skills that really do help because all we want to do is just show the behind the scenes as well of how we do help rescue these dogs. And then obviously what you do, which is like work with the fosters and get those dogs highlighted, like all of it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. Utilizing whatever you're good at. That's what I should have mentioned. <laughs> you, you I mean, you know, to... I talked about photography and then I was like, you know, there's also other things. all the things. Yeah. I mean, and that's like what volunteering is, right? It's like, where do you need my help? What do you guys need? And like you said, just showcasing behind the scenes, whatever you can do, just like being there, even like going live, like something as simple as that, you'll see so many people tune in or rewatch those types of things. And, and they, and they're all successful in their own way. Yeah, definitely. Well, I wanted to also chat about like, maybe just trying to give some advice to like the amateur photographer, maybe someone like me who's literally just like, hey, boss is cute. He can pose Um, (laughs) or even someone trying to like enter the field because I know it's obviously been a hard year with events, which is the main driver. So I'd love to hear maybe to start like your advice for someone entering photography or videography every I mean everyone's journey is different it's definitely such a creative space and it's definitely an artistry space so you know as much as if you wanted to like build a business and that that all comes way later (laughs) when you've kind of mastered that artistry and like have worked with a lot of people and you know shadowing people is really really great I myself haven't had anyone like approach me for that kind of thing but I've done two just like one-on-one video calls and I have like a little pdf because yeah there have been people being like i love what you do but how do you do it like where do i start so with that too you got to work i worked for free a lot of the time something i'm starting to share with more people um is like i still do free stuff you won't hear me promote it as much but there's definitely things where i'm like oh my gosh that dog is so cute or like i've never photographed a bulldog like let's find one of those and you know i definitely make it work within you know my schedule and if they can make it and things like that like 10 free photos or something, but that's still something I I like to do because I never want to lose that element of like having to work for someone. Cause obviously like my clients are number one, like I want to make sure that they get everything they want. So yeah. But when you're starting out, like go to your friends, go to your family. Like if you have good friends and you have good family, they're going to want you to succeed. And they're going to be like, yeah, sure. Take my dog. No problem. Um, and that's just practice, right? Like just practicing that. And I always say my tips in terms of practice, with dogs, you know, number one patience, you know, do what they're going to do. If they're not going to sit, that's fine. Then we'll walk, we'll walk it out the whole time. Like things like that too. I'd say get low, <laughs> just like the flow ride song, but it's true. I mean, depending on what type of breed, it doesn't really matter. Cause you're going to want to get low for those photos. I myself never wear clothes that are too pretty. I'm usually on the ground. Most of the time I have knee pads in my bag just in case. So that's like a technical tip I would say. And third, again, you don't need the best camera. You don't need the best situation. It's that practice. And all of those things will come second nature, right? You're going to be like, oh, I like this angle or, you know, for bigger dogs, I like when they do this and that. And for me too, I I always like to do varieties. So I like to get close-ups and I like to get far away. So once you kind of get into a flow, that'll, that will really go well. But yeah, starting out, do free things, do them for your family, do them for your friends. I can't even tell you how many times I had my mom's dog in front of my camera before (laughs) I was like, okay, I think I can do this like for someone else. Yeah. Uh, There's that imposter syndrome too, you're like, oh my gosh, like, can I really do this? So, you know, practicing on people that don't expect anything crazy. And then of course they're going to be so shocked because everyone loves their dogs and everyone loves photos of their dogs. So having someone else do that is great. So, and yeah, again, I still do that. I still do free things once in a while. I mean, I always encourage everyone to connect with a rescue, you know, whether it's a small one or whether it's a large one, again, they can use all the help they need, even if it's just walking their dogs, like just knowing like what it's like to handle someone else's dog. I learned so much from with my dog walking. Cause yeah, you know, you're used to your dog or used to your parents' dog, but when it comes to someone else's, there's just so much more, I guess, pressure, care. And you're thinking way more about the dog. Like if I'm walking Moira and she's eating sticks, like I don't care. Cause I know she's okay to do that. But when you have someone else's dog, you're like, Oh my gosh, is this okay? Are they going to be okay? Like, are they allowed? So you're very, everything's more heightened, which is great. It's such a great learning experience 
experience. So anything with dogs is great. You know, if you want to go into pet specific photography, which is, I guess what I'm mostly talking about, I find too, just even in Toronto, there is, I think a smaller group of us, like it's definitely expanding and becoming more of a bigger thing, which is great. But of course I do other things, you know, I do weddings, I do engagements and all that good stuff. And even going into the wedding industry, I just reached out and said, Hey, I'll be your second shooter. I'll come. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of putting yourself out there. And again, working, working free for projects you really want to do, just follow your guns, follow your guts. Like if there's something that doesn't feel right, or maybe, you know, small dogs aren't for you. Maybe you just like hanging out with bigger dogs. Like that's totally fine. And I think you should run with it. I think you shouldn't be afraid. You know, if you have a bad experience with a dog, things like that, like lots of different ways. I mean, I could talk about it for days. (laughs) (laughs) I love, especially when you were just talking about imposter syndrome. I mean, obviously that goes for like anything you're doing to put yourself out there. I think facing that is is like the most beneficial thing you can do. Also, because dogs read that stuff. I don't know. I think that's also important. You have to feel confident about what you're doing because that's how a dog gets like feels confident with you. Yeah. And and, uh, yeah. And like, again, I have the best clients and the best dog parents. And I've worked with nervous dogs. I've worked with very not aggressive dogs, but just like very out there, very energetic. And the parents, it's always the parents who are stressed out. The dog's like, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, they come and they're so excited and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, hopefully it'll go well. Like, I know he gets really excited and sometimes he listens, but honestly, I tell them, I'm like, listen, I treat every dog the same. It's patience and I'm someone new, you know, they're going to want to know what I have to say. So yeah, just making everyone feel good. Even with nervous dogs, like some people like, I'm so sad. Like, I don't know how it's going to go you know if we get like a few good ones I'll be happy and I'm like girl I got you like you just you when you're confident with dogs you just know it's gonna go well and just like reassuring them like don't even worry for a half second because like I know what I'm doing I have experience and you know that all comes with time so imposter syndrome is a real thing (laughs) it really is I remember it was a photographer who told me this which I love to like share to the world is like there's room for everyone so if you feel like like, oh, but like Danica does this and the other photographer does that. Like there is room for everyone. There's more than enough doggies to go around. I think sometimes we get a little stuck in maybe, oh, like there's these 10 dogs I follow on Instagram and they've all had photos done somewhere else. Like there's no room for me. I'm like, no, no, no. Like there totally is. And that's the power of social media too, right? Is, you know, I find too my pet Instagram. I mean, I don't know if it's something I should admit, but it's been so easy for me to like get connecting with people or followers or whatever metrics you follow. Like because pets on Instagram is the place to be everyone has an account for their dogs and it's so positive because all you do is follow dogs it's like my favorite feed to scroll through (laughs) (laughs) I know Um, and it's so easy because like who doesn't want to see photos of doggies all the time so just know there's room for you and like whatever spin you're gonna put on your touch or photos or whatever like it's a good thing and like you're you're worthy to be part of it I love that. And it's so true. Like when it comes to any like art form, everyone's different. Everyone's looking for different things. Also, people might just want to have different pictures from different people of their dogs throughout time. I have one client who's the same. She, they do their um, like wedding anniversary with their dog and every year she just does someone different. And I'm like, I'm just so grateful. I'm one of them. Like You know, and I think people too, yeah, can get stuck in their head like, oh, they hired someone different for like this thing and that thing. And like you said, it's to the point of like, no, they just want different experiences or they want to see their dog in a different light that way. And yeah, just knowing like there's, I mean, especially with everyone with a doggo in COVID, which is so great. Like everyone's got, you know, a doggy and two, it's like even just their stages of life. Like I've had the privilege of taking a dog at puppy stage and they're in their adult stage and senior stage. So it's fun to be part of those journeys and it's just so well worth it. (laughs) That's so sweet. I love that advice. It's a great uh, thing to wrap up this part on. Especially for me in like the wedding world. That's where I really felt. I'm like, oh, everyone has like a wedding photographer. Everyone's so amazing. And like, there's only so many weddings a year. And it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) There's lots to go around. Like everyone's always going to get married. And 
things like that. Right. And you just get stuck in like your, your thoughts of it. And yeah, absolutely. What about top tools? Like, let's say someone's like, okay, cool. I'm past the iPhone stage. Like what can I look into to like keep practicing photography? Yeah. Photography in general. Yes. If you're past the phone and you want to get a camera, I'm biased because I've always stayed with the same family. So I shoot on Canon and I've learned about like kind of those different stages and you figure out kind of what you want as you go through cameras. I started with the Canon like Rebel T3 or T4. Yeah. It had like HD capability, which at the time was like the newest thing that you could do it yourself. So that was fun. And again, I just shot everything I could, like, even it was like people. So that's what I would say, just explore again. And like, I would say, for, especially for your first camera, like don't throw down thousands of dollars because you just don't know yet, like what you like, <laughs> um, you know, whether that's Canon or Nikon or Sony or things like that. And I myself, like, it's funny, you know, whenever I work weddings, especially the people like, oh, like, what are you using? Like, what camera do you got? And I'm like, oh, it's the Canon, you know, Mark V, whatever I have, because I'm just not like a tech technology junkie. Like I like what I like and I know what I like. And I kind of just stay with that until I like have to upgrade like 4k. Okay. I guess I got to do that now or things like that. So in terms of like equipment, I feel like I'm not an expert, but I would say you don't need to know everything. And I think people just get a little, again, like technology junkie about it. And they're like, Oh, but this is the best one. And this has, you know, this many pixels compared. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, just get something you like. And if it looks good, it looks good. And if it feels good for you, it feels good for you. (laughs) You don't need to spend thousands of dollars. I myself am obviously at a point where like, to get the next thing, it's thousands of dollars. But mind you, I don't want to do that unless I have to. But some <laughs> people are different, right? Some people are like, oh, I need the best of the best. You know, I have family members that are like that, aka my brother. <laughs> and he's like, just always has to have the best thing, the best iPad, the best computer. And that's fine. That's just how he is. But I'm just, I'm just not like that. So yeah, don't get hung up on like, I don't have the best camera. Like, you know, I don't know if I can deliver, you know, high quality stuff. Like, I think nowadays too, like technology has come such a long way. Like you can't really give bad quality things even from a phone I mean yes upgrade eventually from the phone but yeah I would say that's a good tool and two I come from like a post-production background which of course you totally don't need to do like I taught myself a lot of the stuff and I work on the Adobe suite so that's Photoshop Adobe Lightroom and I know some photographers they're like I'm scared to like jump around those programs a little I would say this is one thing I feel strongly about <laughs> is take on Adobe Lightroom Lightroom or something like that. Look it up. It's a photo editing software. It's what I use day in, day out, everything and anything, weddings, pets, everything, everything goes through there. So that's another like tool I use. You can really use whatever. And again, don't, don't feel too much imposter syndrome around it. Just if it looks good, feels good and they're happy, then, then it works. Yeah, that's definitely true. And uh, the actual engaging with pets, you gave a few tips like the get low. Is there anything else you wanted to highlight that we can use to like have some fun times with our pets with our cameras? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, see if your dog is food motivated or toy motivated always helps. Thankfully, 90% of the time dogs are food motivated. So yeah, getting treats, getting little, little treats, never give big treats as you go. You want to do the little ones that way you can keep bringing them back, keep getting their attention, waiting, get that patience. I think too, like people are like, oh, our dog doesn't know a lot of things to do. I say if your dog can sit and if they can wait, which I know can be very tough. If they could do those two things, we just fly through a session. Those two things, it's literally all they need to do. Um, And you can get a lot of different angles. And again, it's just kind of that control aspect of it. Those two like actions work well. And then I always have a squeak toy. Again, it could be a great thing or a really just things can go off the rails. So I always wait at least halfway through. I know I have some good, (laughs) some good (laughs) shots already, but yeah, squeak toy. um, Even if they're not food motivated, that's something that can get them really engaged. I find with the squeak toy, their attention doesn't last very long because they're like oh okay that thing squeaks what's the next thing um so you can like rotate through toys if that's the case like just keeping them interested and again treats is the best way to do that but if that's not in the cards toys work well you know again emulating what they're best at if they're a dog that loves to fetch like i've had you know goldens and german shepherds they're like oh i'll just run all day do that like get them doing that it's something they're familiar with and it makes you comfortable with them and yeah so bring bring lots of things if you can 
then <laughs> I bring, I used to bring a lot of stuff. I used to bring like a ball and a Frisbee and squeak toys and my own types of treats. I found too, just, I always ask my parents to bring their own treats now just for allergies or, you know, thankfully I get all natural things and stuff like that, but you just don't know how they're going to react if they've never had that treat before. Right. So getting the parents to bring their favorites. And then, yeah, I just bring like a squeak toy now and maybe a ball. I like keep in my car just in case the time calls for it. But those are like physical things that can really just elevate any session and getting those action shots, make sure you have your high shutter speed on and you should be good to go. And it's, and it's so funny, especially if they're like a basset hound or something like getting their like skin, just like as they run, it's so funny. They're like, Oh my God. I love that. That (laughs) is the best. Since we're talking about the parent side, like on the other side, if we're booking with you or booking with another photographer, what's the best way to prepare for a session together? Yeah, I know. I I get this question a lot. They're like, what location? What do we wear? What do we need to bring? Um, And I have like a whole guide. I give them all the deets. But I think just a few things from there. I mean, I always say, bring a good attitude. It's going to be fun. I promise. Don't worry. And it I think it is like, fun. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it just calms people down. They're like, okay, no, this is supposed to be like a fun thing, not a stressful thing. Just from reminding them in terms of like, yeah, preparation. If your dog is like a doodle or it gets groomed often, I say, get them groomed like the week of, so not the day before, but maybe a few days if you can, or give them like the bath, like a day before or two days before. If you're someone, again, we don't really have that problem, but other people with their grooming, (laughs) their schedules, you want to make sure that's all done again, just giving them time to like feel into the groom. You don't want like a fresh, fresh groom. It's yeah. Sometimes it can just, you can like literally see where the cut like the scissors cut, which is just the nature of grooming with that too. I take all their like pretty shots at the beginning. So if they get into mud or get into water, which happens all the time in sessions, I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. Like, don't stress out. We got the good ones. They're like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I guess they can get wet now. So that's a great way to prepare. And then again, just remember that they don't know they're going to a photo session. So just prepare yourself, get into like a great mind space and bring extra clothes in case something happens, they get muddy and they jump on you and then you you know you're like oh man we still have to like take so many more photos so yeah and I would say just bring like one backpack put all the stuff in there some people just like forget right and then just like bring all these things I'm like no 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 just get one bag throw everything in bring a blanket we can like sit down with them um you know different props you know if you're celebrating Christmas or their birthday like that can be really fun you know treats or like one of those like little doggy birthday cakes I think they're so cute your dog just like like a cake smash oh my gosh we got one for boss's birthday this year yeah good oh my gosh I think it's just like the cutest (laughs) super sweet yeah that's all I love seeing your videos where the dogs just end up like swimming or just whatever and half the time it's like they weren't supposed to be there again one of those like oh I guess I guess they're wet now okay there's gonna be wet doggy photos and they're the best like I I love those photos they're so cute yeah it's just like reassuring people I'm like no 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 don't worry this is gonna be really good they're like oh okay I guess like we can have a few and sure enough I get the best feedback they're like oh my god they're like our favorite like yeah funny (laughs) exactly it's time for the speed round for our speed round our dog mom will answer questions as quick as they can about their dog let's go shy or outgoing outgoing games or treat treats yeah we've tried like those treat games and like she's happy for like a second and then she looks at me like what is this give me the food already and what's her favorite treats? I mean, as bad as this sounds, it's like anything we're eating, which we don't do often. But like if we have a chicken or something in front of us, she's like, that's my favorite. Well, good for you because I give boss too much. And now he's like, oh, pizza's here. It's great. So. <laughs> oh, man. Or if she's like at my parents' house, like she literally comes back chonkier. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? I told you guys. It's like, oh, man. They're like, it's all healthy. Like, it's all, you know, naked food, like no saucy or anything. I'm like, I know, but still. <laughs> Spoiled to grandma and grandpas for sure. Classic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what tools does she wear? Collar, harness, etc. She wears collar and a harness. And we should hook onto the harness. Yeah. Yeah, we've had in the past, like we do have a muzzle, which we treat as a very like happy experience for her. And thankfully her new dog walker is amazing. We haven't had to use it, but we do have one of those, which again is a very like, yay, muzzle time. And 
you know, she hates us, but it's fine. <laughs> That's great. Muzzle training is so important. We have also been trying to introduce it for boss mostly for <laughs> he hates being groomed like nails and anything like that. So we're trying to introduce it and yeah, make it a happy experience. <laughs> I know. And again, it's one of those things you're like, your heart's breaking. You're like, I'm so sorry. This looks so awful. But like, yeah, you just, it's like putting on a coat. Here you go. Here's your coat. It's it really good. is. We wear a mask every day and it's not a big deal. So we should just treat it the same way. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Dog bed or human bed? Dog bed. That was something I was like, no, day one, we cannot do. James, do not cave. We cannot do. And thankfully, we've been really good. She'll snuggle with us before sleep and then she goes to her bed. Good for you. I love hearing this. I'm like, everybody I talk to are all like, we're suckers. We sleep with them every night. I know. Well, and thankfully too, like there have been a few nights where I'm like, James, she's got to go to her bed. Like she knows. And we've like kept her just to like see if she would just stay for the night and she's like no I'm done like I'm too hot or whatever yeah independent lady independent yeah she's like peace out good lucky I know how lucky I am believe me don't don't think I don't know that (laughs) squeakies balls or sticks like all of the above. Is there a um, ranking maybe? I know I'm thinking I'm like balls. Like if we have the ball out with like, we have the full on, what do you call it? Throw stick. Yeah. 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 Balls for sure. And then I'd say squeaky next. And then, and then the sticks. People or dogs? People. She loves people. Dogs, you know, as she's getting older, it's becoming like a hit or miss, which hence the muzzle. But yeah, people she'll pick 100% of the time. Summer or winter? I'm going to go winter. She, because she like becomes a little gazelle in the snow. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I think you definitely got to capture that at some point because I want to see it. <laughs> I've gone on in a few videos and I'm like, people just don't. For a corgi, whatever she's got mixed, she can jump really high. So bring in the snow and she's, yeah, we got to do like agility with her. I think she'd be really good. Walks or cuddles? Walks. Oh yeah. She's walk. She, she like will cuddle, but I wouldn't say she's like a cuddler necessarily. Early walks or sleep in? You know what? I'm going to she'll do both but i'd say she she'll like sleep in more than anything oh yeah she's she's a champ like she has slept till like 12 and i'm like oh my gosh like your bladder's gonna explode we need to let you out but she's like okay whatever like so it's so funny because before i started being involved in rescue i did rover sits and all of those dogs had were early warning dogs so i just got used to like okay all dogs do this but since I've had this podcast, every dog is asleep in. And so many dogs are like sleeping till like 1 p.m., 2 p.m. And I'm like, and not all of them are big. So I'm also same thing. I'm like, these dogs are just like, whatever. I'll hold my pee. Like, I don't know how they do it. Right? I'm like, I'm worried for you. Let's go. She's like, okay. I'll... And it's not like she's quick. She's like, okay. Yeah. She's not like, I really have to go. It's like, no, I, I could sleep more. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No, there's so many people. <laughs> guard dog or greeter greeter she's just like she'll now kind of watch out for people but yeah she's like i'm i'll be there when you walk in except the few times like where it's james and i like she doesn't care but if it's someone new she's there i know you said she's not a big fan of all dogs but for her dog friends are they big or little dogs so a mix of both but you know what she'll run with the big dogs i don't know yeah. what it, it's like yeah she just wants to like bulk up and like feel like a big dog maybe all right this is the question that everybody hates but I'm gonna ask it anyway if your dog was human what voice would they have oh my gosh I think about this all the time oh good yeah (laughs) because we have like a poodle in our family like circle and I always give her like an English accent and because she's a poodle like she's just she's just too much like she just needs an accent Whereas like Moira, I feel like, I feel like she was a dog that like, like would swear a lot. Like she looks at you and she's like, WTF? Like what? Yeah. Why? I wouldn't say she's sassy. She just always kind of like can swear. And then what type of voice? Nothing squeaky. Because Moira's got this like deep, deep bark, which scared us when we, because she's small. Like she's, she's a corgi. Yeah. But she's a mix. So it's like, whatever. And I remember when she barked for the first time in the apartment, it was like, woof, like this really deep, rotty kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, like she's got some big, big something in there. So definitely like something deep, something deep, swearing, but like not many words. I don't see her being like, she's a tough and quiet, like yeah. gets to the point and expresses it 
it through swearing. I love it. No, I'm like looking at her. I'm like, sometimes, you know, when they just like gaze at you, I'm like, you're totally just like swearing at me right now. And I don't yeah. know why. You're like, stop yeah. fucking staring. Oh, what the <laughs> F, mom? I'm hungry. Like something. Um, Moira, I know we're talking about you. She's so funny. <laughs> she literally is like, um, is this all about me? Yeah, is this all about just, me? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, but something like deep, nothing high pitched for her because as small as she is, it's like she's got something deep. Love That's it. a good question. That's really funny. Some people are like, oh my God, you should have prepared me for it. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's more fun to be spontaneous. Yeah. If Moira were to like, you know, be sitting here with me and rock a drink while we're recording this podcast, what would be her drink of choice? Oh, what do you think, Moira? I mean, it's like now that I'm thinking about her like deep bark, like, it would have to be something like hard and like dark something like a like a rum and coke like an old oh, man yeah. drink, something old or like old-fashioned like something <laughs> very <laughs> distinguished because her name is like she came with moira the name and yeah we never changed it i yeah. was wondering actually i was gonna ask you that earlier and i forgot yeah obviously i, I think of Shit's creek is just where my head goes <laughs> and I know I'm like, I wish I asked more questions at the time. Like, oh, why did you call her that? But it's like, we tried all these different, like something with an E, like Stacy, Betty, something like really cute. And I'm like, she's not like that. She's a Moira. She's an old lady name, calm, cool, collected. So yeah, for the drink, something, something old <laughs> to match her name and her deep voice. I love it. How is she with tricks? Does she do them or does she just stare? She'll do them. She'll do them. I mean, there has to be a treat, but she'll sit, she'll lie down. We've taught her a few things. Like she'll go like around, like I get her to like go around my legs. She'll go up. All those little That's treats. pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I don't know if she'll do, can you sit? Can you go up? Yeah. No treat. She's like, whatever. <laughs> she's so excited now she's like where's the treat <laughs> i know i don't know if you can like see her tail i can going. see i can see her tail <laughs> there you go she's and definitely just like, like hello she's like mom treat. <laughs> what is it what is it can you sit can you sit no she's like i don't know what's going on <laughs> smart girl oh oh, oh. what's she doing is that a sit see so just pets this is all oh, she wants. she's so worry. cute who's outside is there someone outside go look she'll just sit there i mean i love i i would do that if i was a dog like just oh. people watch that's my favorite thing I know and I like purposely put this what's like a day bed in my office and I'm like we have to put it against the window so then Moira can look out sure enough it worked out is she a squirrel chaser or a scent follower squirrels oh yeah yeah we mentioned as we know (laughs) (laughs) how is she with costumes she doesn't wear many if she wears anything, it'll be like a bandana. But Halloween, you've put her in costumes. And at first she's like scared and then she's okay. There's a photo I have of her in a sundae, like a like an ice cream sundae, because she's like long and it's like two bananas on the side. It's so cute. And like That's after so like five seconds, she's like, oh, okay, this is fine. <laughs> what's her, what's the favorite outfit you put her in? Oh my gosh, probably that one. Yeah. She's so cute. I kind of want to get like a, like a, you know how you, people like dress their wiener dogs and like hot dogs? It's kind of that vibe, which I really like. She's got that and she's got like a dinosaur outfit that I love. So cute. I love. Does she squat or lift? She squats. She squats. But if she hangs out with uh, my mom's dog, who's a little like boy, he pees like all the time. He's marking, right? So it's after we hang out with him, she'll start marking everything. And I'm like, no, you don't need, you don't even know why you're doing that. That's so funny. But like boss, she's like an, like such an imitator. Boss does the same thing. He now, he used to like, not really squat. He used to just like, I called it the plank. He like pushed forward and peed. And now he's lifting his leg everywhere. But he's so pensive about it. Like, I think he's still not like confident doing it. He like rotates like five times before he decides to do it. Just has to make sure. Yeah. And sometimes he loses his balance and he tries to act like he didn't. It's really funny. Oh my gosh. And he's so little. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Is she, it's a hard question. Is she mama's kid or daddy's kid? She's probably mama's kid only because in the beginning it was mostly me like working from home, but James will agree. He's like, Oh no, she'll listen to you. Um, Cause I'm the one, I'm the one who taught her her tricks. So yeah. Yeah. You know what? Mama's kid, but mind you, like if she's with James, like forget it. She doesn't even know I'm there. So sounds like you're the tough mom too. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say, I kind of am a little like, I'm not like mean, but I'm just like, no, no, no. I know you can sit. Like I'm not giving you this. Yeah. She has to work for it. What is the number one? 
quirky thing she does. What is a quirky thing you do, Moira? Oh, we get this, we get her to howl like a wolf. It's so cute. I, I caught it on that. camera a few times. Oh my gosh. James and I will just be like crazy parents and we'll just throw our heads up and she'll totally do it. And it's this deep voice she has. So it's so loud. It's really cute. But yeah, that's probably the quirkiest thing you do. Huh, I love that. We had a dog recently who also would howl when you howled at, at them. It was so cute. Oh, wait, you um photographed them. Alfred for Alfred mm. and Big. So cute. Naked. Yeah. Little yes. Nike. Dog. Yeah, I didn't get the Nike dog. I got just Alfred. I and mean, my friend had Mr. Big. And yeah, Alfred was so cute. We'd literally just like sing with him and he'd respond <laughs> as the best. He's got, he's got like a terrier or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Another, you know, another Texas blend of. Yeah, posh posh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so sweet. I love dogs who howl, like just dog noises. I know. Well, yeah. And it's like, they can't talk to you. Like you talk to them all day long. And you're like, oh, I wish I could, you could say something. So that's like the one little moment where I'm like, oh, I feel like you're talking to us. All right. With that, thanks so much for being our, my guest today. Where can people find you, find your amazing pictures and book you for their own sessions? I mean, first, thanks for having me. I mean, it's so great to just like be a part of the community and have a little voice. So if this voice touches anyone and encourages anyone, it's worth it. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Danica Oliva Pets, Danica Oliva Photography. I have the two accounts. And then you can just literally Google my name, Danica Oliva. It's like Olivia, but without the second eye. And you'll find me there, danicolivaphotography.com. Amazing. Do you have any events coming up that you want to talk about? You know what? I have an email going out today to my email list, which is something you can join through my website. You're the first to know all the goods. Um, and I will be doing, yeah, a holiday session day. Um, I know I was on the fence about doing it just because they are such big, long days. But I have a lot of people asking. So I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta do this. And uh, yeah, so I picked a little spot a little north of here in Newmarket at like a Christmas tree, like little farm. Um, yeah, and it's going to be really fun. So that's coming up in November. Gonna be, it'll be good. And it, it's like a one day thing. I just do it during the, like near the holidays. You'll have it in time for Christmas, all that good stuff. Thanks so much and have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too, girl. All right, bye. Rescue Dog Moms is a project by Yamini inspired by her rescue boss, who you can find on Instagram at the pup boss. To keep up with the Rescue Dog Moms podcast, you can follow us at rescuedogmoms.ca or on Instagram at rescuedogmomspod. See you next week.